Well, good afternoon, everybody, on this wonderful afternoon on September 21st, and welcome to the very first episode of Thoughts with Dan. This is a podcast for just a simple, hardworking guy, just giving his thoughts about the frustrations he has with life, so hopefully you guys can understand, maybe you guys can even relate. This is just the random ramblings of just one guy on just what he thinks. So take it how you will, and let's get started. So this first episode that I just wanted to talk about is the work culture in America. And honestly, this is something that I've been struggling with and something that I've actually been thinking about and pondering about for a very long time. I've always hated the work culture in America and the work attitude that's in America, but I was always trying to figure out the right way to voice my concerns or voice my frustrations or just voice how I feel. So I thought a podcast would honestly just be the good medium for me to just voice up my ideas and hopefully other people agree with me. And if not, maybe we can have some common ground and maybe you'll be a repeated listener of the show. But I don't have to tell you that the job environment in America sucks. I don't have to tell you that the job atmosphere in America sucks. You know, everyone complained that their job prospects sucked. Everybody complained that the job market sucked. And everyone just quietly just took their kick in the balls. And they took it happily and they took it readily every day. And it just, just so happens that one major event that happened in 2020 that will remain nameless that took the world by storm, finally gave Americans the wake-up call that they honestly needed and they honestly deserved to improve their quality of life and make them proud and make them happy to be an American again. You know, that thing that happened in 2020 helped give the working man, it helped give the average everyday American a wake-up call and honestly take back the power in the labor argument because it for the longest time, the corporations and the companies and the executives have had all the power and they've been making all the rules for the labor. They've been making all the rules for the work environment, the work culture in America. And the event that happened in 2020 finally tipped the scales and tipped the power back to the hands of the average hardworking American that gets things done and what actually makes America a great place to want to wake up in. And, you know, I used to be brainwashed by a particular philosophy and was completely ignorant to the fact that I myself was working a crappy job with crappy hours and working a job with crappy pay and had no work prospects and have no future, had no hope of advancement, had no hope of job security or job stability, which, by the way, doesn't exist unless you're working for yourself, I was just sipping the Kool-Aid that certain parties and certain philosophies like to spew out on the news whenever they want to run for re-election. I, too, used to actually believe the BS rhetoric that you always hear politicians using. Like, my most favorite one is pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just work hard. And if you do these things, you'll be successful. And if you do these things, you'll make it in America. They always say, don't be lazy and just work hard enough and you'll eventually make a name for yourself. If you play by these rules, then we society 
we, capitalism, will reward you for your hard work and effort and toil. It sounds great in theory, but we all know by now that the real world doesn't work that way. And coincidentally, the same people that say these things are already rich. And pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, which is said by these same people, literally means doing the impossible. Which sums up my chances of buying a house or going to college for the cost of a chicken. <laughs> but unfortunately, America, in my opinion, is becoming a utopia. And the sad part is, we're letting these politicians and we're letting the rich pricks mess with us. And we're allowing them to dupe us. And the biggest thing that they're doing to dupe us is just making ourselves complacent with it. And allowing ourselves to be complacent with the status quo. Not do research for ourselves. Not look at what other countries are doing. But instead they want us brainwashed with America is the best country in the world. Americans know best. America has the best way to do it. And they want to keep us ignorant so that we can't actually do a quick Google search and realize, hey, we're the only country in the world that doesn't have paid maternity leave. Hey, we're the only country in the world that doesn't have paid paternity leave. Hey, we're the, one of the only countries in the world that aren't actually tackling the homelessness crisis and it's actually getting worse. And we're just not waking up to this fact, at least not yet. But hopefully it starts to change and hopefully we start to see a change in this. We keep lack lapping up the BS that if you work hard enough, we'll get rich. We keep lapping up the BS that if you work hard enough and, you know, we just don't be lazy, that we'll be rewarded and that we'll be successful. And that if we fail or if we ever fall on hard times or if we're ever down on our luck and we need a little bit of help or ask, we're berated. They say that we're lazy. They say that we didn't work hard enough, that we didn't put in the hours enough, that we just weren't dedicated enough. We always hear that, don't we? And we just accept it. Or if we ever want to ask the government for some help, not because we're lazy, but because we want to live, because we just want to cover our necessities so that we can quickly make a game plan to get back on our feet and actually better ourselves. Not because we're lazy, not because we don't want to work, as some parties will say, or claim, but it's just because we want a temporary safety net so that we can get back on our feet and live. And this is, unfortunately, the philosophy, this is the framing of the work culture, and even the foundation of how we work in America. This is the foundation of how corporations think, how bosses think, how society as a whole, unfortunately, thinks. You know, this is why we allow ourselves to be treated with anything less than human dignity. This is why we allow ourselves to be paid a wage, anything but a livable one. This is how we got to live in a country where a minimum wage job can't afford a one-bedroom apartment in any jurisdiction in America. This is how we got to a place where we have the most expensive health care in the world and you know politicians especially on the right always like to say well we have the greatest health care but my comeback to that is what's the point of it being the greatest quote-unquote if no one can afford it what's the point of espousing that we have the greatest health care quote-unquote but everyone who has health insurance can only afford it because their deductible is so high they can afford the monthly payment 
and then God forbid if anything actually happened to them, they wouldn't actually be able to use it, and they'd be in debt for the rest of their lives for a broken arm. To me, that doesn't seem like amazing health care. To me, that doesn't seem like a great deal working for a company. What's the point? This culture, this way of thinking is how we became the only industrialized nation on earth again that doesn't have paid maternity leave, doesn't have paid paternity leave. It doesn't have protections in place that if you get hurt, you can be gone for a while with pay to recover. These things are seen in America if companies do offer, which are very few, as a perk instead of a necessity. This is why companies complain this way of thinking about not affording American workers while CEOs get hefty bonuses and stock options. This is why we have the BS where companies say garbage like, we're family, yet not give consistent raises, not give consistent cost of living increases, or they say that we're family, but the second the going gets tough, you're the first to go. They don't try to figure something out. The CEO doesn't send the company email saying, I'm going to take pay cut temporarily so that you guys can keep your jobs a little longer while we try to figure this out, give some stability to the employees, put their minds at ease. They don't do that. The working man, the people that actually do the work, the people that actually make the profit, the people that actually do the labor are the first ones to get axed. And corporations wonder why people aren't coming back. This is, unfortunately, is the America that we live in. This, unfortunately, is the current American landscape. This isn't a Democrat versus a Republican issue. This isn't an issue of the left versus the right. This isn't even an issue of a liberal versus a conservative versus a libertarian. At the very core, I believe that this is an American issue. At the very core, we need to come together as Americans and be able to talk with all people across the aisle and find some common ground on something. Because I think, honestly, in the hearts and minds of most Americans, they're not happy with their career. They're not happy with their job environment. They're not happy with their prospects. They don't actually get up and go to work in the morning saying, this is something I love. They just go on what the attitude is. I just want to do a quick 9 to 5, make some money, quickly go home so I can pay my bills and try to drown out my miserable existence. Most Americans, in some way or another, believe something to that degree. And I think we can all come together and find common ground, no matter what our political party is, no matter what our belief system is, no matter how we were raised, no matter how we grew up, rich or poor. I think we can all find common ground and realize that the system is broken and that we can't rely on Washington to do it. We can't rely on one president to do it. Because the whole thing's a system played by the people in power. We need to start at the lowest level and do a grassroots movement. Americans need to come together and stop hating each other. We need to stop having the people that make $20 an hour complain about the people that make $15 an hour. Or who want to. That's how they, people in charge stifle progress. They get us fighting with each other. Instead of asking the real questions. They want us to fight amongst themselves that no change can ever happen. 
All we gotta do is start a grassroots movement. Contrary to popular belief, we don't need the federal government to do this. If the American people wake up, they can start grassroots movements. They can start to change policies in their states. And if enough states come together, they can affect change. They can affect change in their states. They can affect change in the regions. And they can do this, honestly, better and maybe even faster than the federal government. We already see states right now defying the federal government with marijuana, whether it's legal marijuana or recreational marijuana. The American people got together and decided this isn't so bad. We should have the freedom to take this for medical or recreational reasons, despite what the federal government says. And I'm glad that America is starting to wake up to that. And that's a whole other episode. But Americans as a whole need to start taking this philosophy to job culture. They need to take this philosophy to the job market. Americans need to take this philosophy on how corporations are ran, how employees are treated, and how wages are paid. When Americans start waking up to these facts that they're being screwed over by everyone, that's when change can actually start to happen. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode, and stay tuned for episode two, where I dive into my potential ideas to combat the toxic work culture, and my ideas to combat the toxic work culture and toxic work environment in America, and hopefully enough people will get a hold of this, hopefully enough people will listen to this, and hopefully enough people will, if they don't agree with me, I hope that they will at least think about it, and try to find some common ground. So again, that's concludes my first episode of Thoughts with Dan. I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye!